Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Power Start Your Day with Dame Nicola Smith-Jackson, helping everyday people to build their empire and win at life, money, and business. And now, here's your lifestyle money and business coach, Dame Nicola. All right, Good morning and welcome to Power Start Your Day. It's Dane Nicole Smith Jackson. We're going to reawaken your spirit this morning, resuscitate your passion, renew your mind so you can recommit to the plan that God has for you because he wants you to win with life, money, and business. So we're here and we're talking about millions from scratch. What does it really take? And the, the bottom line is, is that um, it's more possible for you to become a millionaire today than ever probably before in the history of the planet. I mean, the everyday person, the person that people thought was least likely to succeed. Um, It's not to be glamorized. It's not to be like Hollywood factors. This is not what we're talking about. We're talking about financial freedom for you and your family. And because of the rise of inflation and also the conditions that our world is in, you're going to need more money um, than uh, just the average. There's going to be a huge um, influx of millionaires that's happening every day. And I can tell you right now that if you uh, are not, even if you don't become a millionaire, if you have not assessed what will it take for you to be financially free, where you'll be um, just free from constraints of depending on others, including the government or even a job to uh, secure the bag for you and your family, um, then, you know, we'll talk about it more. Our scripture today is going to be coming out of Matthew 6 and 21, and I want us to go to the Lord because it's just this simple. Today, we want to keep it extremely simple. I want you to come in and ask your questions uh, because we're talking about business, and then we're going to be talking about money, and uh, you're going to need both. Lord God, we come before you. We thank you for this day, Father. This is the day that you've made, and we're glad and we're joyous. We're here in the land of the living Heavenly Father. As your servant decreased, may you increase like never before through your Holy Spirit that will remind your people of who they are and what they should be doing in this time. We know that you make no mistakes. So each and every one of us here in this hour, in this moment, in this season of time, have a very clear purpose. Let us connect to that purpose right now. Let us remove all hindrances, including religion and pick up kingdom. Let's do things the kingdom way by just following your precepts. 
and acknowledging you as the source. Let's put everything in its proper place so we can take our rightful place at the head and let us despise the tail. As we go out to do these great exploits in your name, let us be careful to acknowledge you in all of our ways as we seal this prayer and honor you. The blood of your son, Jesus Christ, amen. Um, <laughs> today, I want us to hop right on in. I want us to hop right on in as we are moving forward, right? Moving forward quickly. You have to um, move in with some expedition. And I, I, I know that we're not talking about a rush, but there needs to be urgency in your spirit, in your mind, and even in your actions to get moving. Um, you know, today, the best thing that you could literally do for your family is uh, become a business owner, become an entrepreneur. Again, it's not glamorized. This is something that just clearly positions you to be able to write your own check because when you need to give yourself a raise, you need to have the capability to do so. And then now you want to build that business. Many people get sidetracked. Um, or they may have not even discovered at this point that we need to be in business because if you're not in business, someone else is controlling um, what you and your family uh, are experiencing in life. And, you know, identifying a business that can take you to a, um, an overflow place so that you can now continue to invest back into that business. And sometimes it's going to be hard in the beginning um, because of just our habits. It's just our perspective. It's, it's, it's the way we perceive things, um, our perspective on money. And that's all we need to really work on and change so that we would begin to understand that the profits from your business are supposed to now go into investing back into that business to grow it and then also invest in things that make more money. Now, what if we were just to say that is the whole business plan um, in, in a sentence, pretty much. And that's what Robert and I have done. My husband is here with, uh, with me. And, you know, we've worked hard. You might say, ah, it's not that simple. Yes, it is that simple. If, if, you've, if you've not been there, you can, you know, you can say that it's not that simple, but we, we're here and we're saying it's that simple. Is it that easy? Now, that depends on you. How easy or how hard it is depends on you. It depends on how much are you willing to invest in your mindset and shifting to say, wait a minute, the way I've been thinking thus far has only taken me as far as I have come. So I might want to think a little bit differently if I want to go somewhere that I've never gone before. So you don't have to borrow the ideas of the Jacksons, but you can borrow God's idea. Matthew 6 and 1 says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I need to know where is your money? Where is it going every day? We talk about budgeting. We talk about you know, identifying, putting back into your business. And I want to know, as we're talking on today, you know, hey, you got the business, you're building the business, you put the money back into the business, and then you put money where money can grow. If you have questions in any of those areas, 
I want you to go ahead and open up the line. Come on in as Denikia. Good morning. Denikia, you 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 have, and I and I want to talk today for the moderators of when that shift happened, of when you realized that I have to become a business owner, and then maybe realizing that the business is not gonna run itself. I literally have to tend to my business, I gotta mind my business. And then I have to put money into my business to grow, which includes myself, whatever the products or services, whatever makes your, whatever the engine to your business. If the engine to your business, obviously all of them are getting more customers or business partners. You got to put money so you can do that. Uh, If it comes to positioning uh, your business uh, better from a tax standpoint or whatever, you got to invest in professionals or attorneys or your money team. If it comes to whatever it is, you realize, hey, I got to invest back into the business so I can grow the business. And I got to take that money also from that business and I got to put it places to make more money, right? We have had a new billionaire from GameStop, um, you know, but some people they wouldn't even think to invest anywhere in the stock market because they didn't have any extra or didn't budget for extra. Denikia, what would we like to start off with this morning? Um, And uh, also on Blog Talk, you can come on in as well. We still have a strong group there. You can come on in on Blog Talk uh, if you want to ask a question this morning. Um, when I can speak back, I want to say maybe age 14, uh, um, uh, uh, it broke up a little bit. Can you hear me? Yep. There you go. We can hear you loud and clear. Um, my mom would say, Hey, if you want things, you know, it's not in my budget. You may want to look into getting a job. And so at that point, I think I realized that I needed to figure out a way to generate income. And I remember at the age of 14, I began braiding hair. And I would literally braid everyone at school, in the gym, at the Boys and Girls Club, friends, family, whoever I could book just to start earning extra income. So I've always known that I wanted to be my own business owner or own a business. I just didn't know how or where or what it was going to look like. And so for me, that has always been an original thought, but when we talk about um, making that shift, um, I guess once I got into the real world after college and experiencing a, a few jobs, and I'm like, hey, they are not paying me enough money. Um, I had a lot of student loan debt um, and couldn't even afford to pay back on those student loans. And so when an opportunity did come to me, um, honestly, the first time I was like, ah, you know, isn't for me. I can't do this. And I actually denied it. And sometimes, you know, opportunity may be presented to you as well. And because it doesn't look like how you think it should, you may deny it the first time. But I was grateful that it came back around a second time. And I took advantage of it. Um, also, with money-wise, so uh, I guess I had another wake-up call after starting a business. Those student loans that I was still putting off from paying um, actually popped up on my credit and cost 12 late payments. And that made me take a look at it, log into my account, and actually look at all the interest that had accrued over the years of deferring those student loans. And so I came up with a game plan to eliminate that. So I've had several different shifts. And when you talk about a team of people having the right professionals around you, uh, once my income begins to grow, 
to a certain point, um, I was going to just a regular tax preparer. Nothing wrong with tax preparers, but at some point, once your income begins to grow, you have to add a CPA to your team of people that can literally, you know, come up with different tax strategies and uh, uh, share with you different codes of ways to save money. And I actually saw a $30,000 tax bill, and I'm like, I am never doing this again, what do I need to do? So it was like many, I guess, wake-up calls throughout the process from when uh, thinking about when to become a business owner, once I became a business owner, shifting the mindset of taking care of all of the debt. Um, and if you are listening, I'm telling everybody right now, now is not the time to be acquiring a whole lot of liabilities. Mm-hmm. You want to pay those things off and then, you know, having another shift of the taxes, like you should not be paying a ton of taxes. You need to make sure you have the right people in place on your team that can provide you different strategies and things that you can do because you want to be able to keep more money, not spend more money out once you actually make the money. I know that we hear the term more money, more problems, but it don't have to be problems if you know how to solve those things. Wow, so powerful. Um, you know, I, I was in a in one of my mastermind um, yesterday, it was being led by uh, Jay Abraham, who was one of our classes. We do group and then we do one-on-one. And he, he, was, he went through like 67 things that we can do to grow our businesses. And one of the things that he said out the gate, and, and when I'm talking about business, some people don't even realize that their household should be ran like a business. The same the same dynamics that you put in place for a, a business as far as like the budget and then now maybe your projections, which might be saying in business, how much money are you going to be looking to bring in or what have you. Um, the dynamics of how you run your household from a budget standpoint and how you have financial statements for your business, they're, they're almost parallel. And so typically, the mindset around how you run even your household finances before you become a business owner, those same habits and perspectives like roll over into how you would handle things with business. And so I can remember with all the things that we talked about, I have a lot of notes. I'm not going to go deep because I want to stay on topic of what does it take for millions from scratch. He says, no matter what it is, you're looking at your bottom line, not your top line. Now, that one statement in itself, you know, when you are in the company of very brilliant mentors and masters, him saying that, now you might say, well, yeah, it's all about the bottom line, but when was the last time you and the audience took a look at your bottom line? I have my husband. We've been we've been mentoring entrepreneurs for a very long time, and um, oh wow, Brian had to hop off. I wish I could have grabbed him first. He just texted me said he got to hop off. He got some morning meetings. Can't, I, I would have loved that. I wish he would have told me we came in. I wanted to hear from him. So when we look at the bottom line, and you look at your end balances of your household and, and your, 
your bank statements may not be a clear enough view because you may not be including what your credit card statements are saying at the end of every month. And what we talked about is that wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. And we look at the bottom line, not the top line, because some people be like, I earned X, Y, Z amount of money. I earned. When we're talking, we talk bottom line conversations. Millionaires are talking bottom line, meaning at the end of the day, not the top line how much money you earn, and then all the things that will be considered expenses and what's left over, that bottom line should be your why. The bottom line is where you find your why. Why you need a business, why you need to grow your business, why you need more money to invest. And why if that bottom line, who else do you need to invest in to help that bottom line grow? from the mind, from the team. Because some people might, like you say, they, they get a tax preparer. And mm, it's nothing against tax preparers, but if you're in business, you would never want a tax preparer because you're going to need strategies. You're going to need tax strategies. You're going to need tax planning because you plan on growing the business. You don't come up with the game plan when you get to the game. You come up with the game plan before the game. And so you want to always position yourself for where you're going, where your bottom line is, is what's driving you, and where you want that bottom line to go is where your money should be going. If we were to keep this just simple right there, I think that would change a lot of people, even what they're going to do on today, to say, you know what, I better get to working today. I have no time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of rejection. I don't like when people say no, whatever. But your bottom line need to be your why. And then there was another very wise person, Dame D.C. Cordova. She actually called me on yesterday with the lady on the line. They're doing a movie with 50 of the top women entrepreneurs, and they were like, they needed more women. And she put me on, and the lady said, oh, she said, you have to be in this movie. And I was on the line with Bishop Rasby and Pastor Jonathan McKnight at the time. And I'm like, that's crazy. I answered the line. I didn't think, I thought we were going to be talking about some other investments that we made. But the point is, is that in that Bottom line thinking in understanding that she said to me once, well, you know, because she, the way she speaks is, is she, I got to get her on Clubhouse. She's in here, but I got to get her in the room. Says, well, is not all it's glamour. It's about how long can you live on the money you have? without working. So that's, again, taking a look at the bottom line. If now you don't look at the bottom line, that's your why, then now you look at that number and you say, how long could me and my family live off of this bottom line of where I am now if I didn't show up to work? Not only work in your job, but even work in your business. How long could you live off of that bottom line? I think that those two questions would give everyone the understanding of I must be in a business and I must go in the overflow because if not, I'm going to run out. I'm going to run out of 
money, and then it's going to be, I'm going to run out of hope. That's where the country's been. I wish that they would have taught this as simple as one plus one is two in school, but we're learning it now, and that's why we're here. Bishop Rasby, good morning. What do you feel? I know you are a, a think tank in itself. What do you feel about that, what I just shared on the bottom line, not the top line, the bottom line becoming your why, and then now that's looking at how long can I go on this bottom line? Well, first of all, good morning, Dr. Nicole. Thank you so much for this privilege and platform. And as always, and even though we were like you said, on the phone yesterday, we did not discuss any of this, but you always have a prophetic way of pulling out some of our most favorite scriptures. Um, <laughs>
uh, because I, I cannot afford, uh, even with my mentors and, and, and even with you, I have to still own my own path. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think that's important that people understand that. You, you, you have to own your path. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to God about where he needed me to be in this season because I can't afford to commit identity mm-hmm. and, and trying to be like somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, even though I'm marking people like you who are the perfect example of coming from rags to riches, you know, making millions from scratch, I have to own my path. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, God said to me that I need you to start taking advantage of the greatest asset I've given you that I'm not giving you any more of, and that's time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and time is just like real estate. God's not making any more of it, but if we can discover it, demarcate it, and then begin to develop, uh, to develop it, I believe it's going to be one of the greatest things that we can do for ourselves in this particular season. And so for me, I'm learning how to manage my time properly. I know you're not talking about this, how that, that, that Kairos time is so very important because that's that moment in time where God makes the impossible possible. But that Kairos time happens mm. in the Kronos time, mm. which is the succession of moments, which brings us to the Pleroma time, which is the manifestation of the thing that God wanted to do in the Kairos that took the Kronos time for it to be birthed. And so with all of that happening with me, I am learning how to compound and learning how to leverage. Mm -hmm. I'm working smarter instead of harder. And I'm watching these systems that I'm being exposed to that you are sharing with me. I'm watching them work for me. And I am no longer the cat that says I want the $3 million in cash. I want the compounded penny. Here you go. <laughs> I see it happening. So, again, I pray that adds some value. Thank you so much for The that. compounded penny. So powerful. Do you know, and Danikia, T. Anthony Money, my Boaz is here. And... I've been, what you, what you just said, the compounded penny, where I would say, hey, building big is about a lot of people doing a little bit versus a little bit of people doing a lot. That whole line of I'd rather have 1% of 100 people's efforts versus 100% of my own. These are lines that the wealthiest have said and summed up accumulation of vast wealth simply. That was no complex thing. 1% of 100 people effort. So wouldn't it make sense that if you're starting from scratch to look at how can I leverage as many people where I am able to buy time. And then people will be introduced to something like a network marketing business or introduced to something like, you know, leveraging the people, leveraging their efforts, they call it OPI, other people ideas. So if there's a system somebody else put in place and you can leverage that and move faster, no. People will say, I'm going to make my own up. If there's nothing there, make it up. But if there's something there, why wouldn't you follow what was there? Because they don't understand the concepts of building wealth. Other people money. They won't say, I'm going to invest the money to fix my credit. I'd rather 
use cash when it says leverage is doing more with less. So if you're doing it with your own cash, that's less. Fix the credit so you can use someone else's cash or then invest so you can use the cash that made cash. And so if we were to think like this differently, this simplicity now, we would realize, we'd get to the core that we have been hustling backwards, thinking that we're moving forward because we got the new iPhone. I'm going to drop it right there. How about you? Good morning, Mr. Boaz. Good morning, <laughs> Mr. Jackson. Good morning. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. How you doing? I'm amazing. You know I'm doing good, baby. You just was in the other room. You was in the other room. <laughs> remember, I'm the lady who just rubbed your eye that you said was hurting you when you came. Oh, yeah. Remember, I'm that lady. Yeah, I'm that same person. Okay, you remember. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, babe, we talking about building a business. Starting a business first, because some people just join a business or they just maybe put their money down, but they don't actually get started. And then now they don't say, you know what, my time, just like what Bishop says, allocated to building this business. And then I'm going to put the money back in the business. You, go ahead, babe. You, 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 know, you know better than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, one thing I can share, you know, with, with starting a business and, and sometimes, you know, people look at you know, entrepreneurship, and it kind of shed on it. You know, you always got people that make comments like, uh, they, they they go doing something else again. They, they go always trying to get people to do this, always trying to get people to do that. Mm-hmm. And I always, you know, look at the times that when I was growing, I was, you know, going through my situations of really just trying to figure out exactly what I really wanted to do. You know, I just remember... Uh, when I was in the uh, um, low voltage field, uh, I had, I remember mastering that field. And I just remember, you know, when I was going on these people's jobs and uh, people just being so intimidated because I was not a yes man, you know. They were used to guys, you know, uh, you know, our descent, you know, coming in and always, like, bowing down or always being susceptible or always being a helper. And I came in as a, as, a, as a certified, you know, technician, knowing how to do everything that they do. So I always understood that God was put me in position for my own destiny. You know, I, I would go take these jobs and, you know, people would be hating on me. I get fired. I got fired almost from every job, not because of my performance, just because I just wasn't the one. And I always knew that, you know, God was preparing me at that time for something great. And I always share with people that, you know, when you're in your process of, of wanting to start your business, when I went to those two jobs, even though it was their job, I treated it like it was my job. I treated it like it was my business. And some people, you know, you, know, you wake up, you know, you go to these jobs and, and you're working for people and you're not even giving 100% into what you're doing. And I always tell people that your character starts in the place where you are. You know, one of our um, mentors, Dr. Miles Monroe, said that your job prepares you for your work. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say, I'm going to work, but you're actually going to a job. 
you never actually really get to your work until you start working on your purpose. Mm-hmm. So, so I show people that when you start, you know, start starting your business, you got to understand your business is not like your job. Your work is not like your job, people. So I want you to start reconfiguring your thought process and stop saying you're going to your work and you're going to your job because your work is your work can never be taken away from you because that's what God gave you. Mm-hmm. God gave you your work, but man gave you your job. And when you start to understand your work and you start working on it, it's going to be way harder than your job. Because when you go to a job, you go into your cubicle, some places got the coffee machine already set up for you, some places got your notebooks already, your, your, your yellow pads already there for you, they got your critters there for you, they got your ink pen, your scissors, your hole punches. They got everything you need so you don't have to think. But when you start working on your work, when you start working on your family legacy, there are going to be things that you're going to do outside of your comfort zone. I can tell you, you will never grow a business in your comfort zone, people, because when God starts making you go to work, he's going to make you uncomfortable so you can become comfortable. And in that process of building and starting something, you just got to know that every thing is it's not going to be hunky-dory. It's not going to look the way you want it to look. Mm-hmm. You know, all the people say, well, I want to go to the next level. I want to do this for my family. I want to do this for my kids. But I can tell you, when me and Nicole was growing these businesses and growing these entities, we made major sacrifices. Mm-hmm. We made sacrifices for family time. We made sacrifices with each other. Um, we made sacrifices with... Um, routines that we would normally have, everything is totally off course because one thing about God, when he's trying to take you to another level, he will put you in a season so that you can become uncomfortable so that he can get you comfortable. And we understood that even in our times of not being able to go to church because we're traveling and all this kind of stuff, God knew that what we were building was not for us, it was for him. So a lot of times people want to grow and people want to do things, but there's so much into their comfort zone. There's so much into their routine of, oh, how am I going to do this and how am I going to do that? I don't want to take time away from this. But one thing I can tell you that if you invest the right time, if you invest the right, um, invest in the right people, if you invest in the right situation and you be, so indulged in what you're doing, the time that you take away from these things in that season, God's going to give you that that time back two and threefold. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, you know, um, when we get up, you know, we're moving around. Um, we, do, we do what we want to do at this point in our life. You know, I go out and I work construction because I want to go out of work construction. I go, my, my wife does what she do because that is her passion. She's not doing it because she has to do it. She's doing it because she's passionate about where God has put her and us. And she understands that everything she do, she is not doing it for herself. 
And that's what we got to understand, people, that when, when, when that overflow happened, when that overflow happened, because it's a difference in just getting to a place. But when you're able to operate in that overflow, that's a different place. And you're going to be consistent. You're going to stay the course. And even though it does not look the way you want it to look when you are starting, you still have to stay the course. You still have to stay the course. I heard a, I heard you know, a young lady say the other day that she got three, four things that she's passionate about. Our mentors always taught us that you're going to get something focused to be able to feed those other things. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I'm going to hand it back over to you. Babe, you know, you, you, um, child, I've been knowing you a long time, and I'm sitting here saying I'm writing my notes. And that tells you I'm writing notes because you just gave me, like, you just, unraveled for me something that has been boggling me. I've been asking the Lord, help me understand how when the people, why they can't see opportunity. And I and I didn't say how, why they don't see opportunity. I didn't understand how they didn't see like an opportunity on how something like network marketing could take them far. It's not that that has to be what they love to do is the vehicle maybe to fund their dream. But you unraveled it in the idea of because I had never worked a job before. You know, when the kids start saying, we don't want to do what you do. We want to go get a job. And I say, you got to ask dad to help you fill out that application. So dad will fill out the applications because I, I, don't, I don't know. I, nobody ever hired me, not even Kroger. They wouldn't even hire me. The only person that hired me was my mom as a salon, the, the assistant, and now moved on. And the, but the long story short is you just said that when you get to the job, they give you the paper, the pen. The, they give you everything. All you have to do is show up. And so in network marketing, the business in the box, you just paid your fee and then you showed up. And I know that people will forget that fee. People waste money all the time. So unless that money was an investment that would hurt, like meaning like that gives you pay. They say when you pay, you pay attention. That's why everything free, people just don't even take it seriously. Even though how long we've been given all this free information, they won't take it as seriously to implement it because it came free. It didn't come with a cost that hurts, meaning that they would have to remember that I, I, I paid for that. I better make it worth it. In network marketing, so much is given. They get the business in the box, the product. So they didn't have to think about anything. They have to maybe show up to a training. They act like that's heavy labor to show up to learn who's are, from who's already been successful. Everything is given. The plan, the systems, everything is given. The mentorship, everything is given. So... The same way how they can just walk away from a job called quit, they feel like they can just walk away from the business called quit because there was never an attachment to the foundation. There was never an attachment to the foundation. That's even how they can even make people disposable, leaders who help them, teammates, they make them disposable because they were never, there was never really the attachment of building the foundation. 
you just unraveled that so, you know, because, and, and the reason how we took network marketing so seriously, because our uplines never helped us with foundations. They never helped us with, they never gave anything. I don't, I don't, I don't remember any of the uplines ever even awarding or acknowledging or recognizing us for being successful. So it was always the opposite, the other way around, where we were always the giver, the giver, the giver. So I, I, it just was clear. And so the best thing a person can do is even in the interdependence, become responsible for their independence, becoming an owner, just like what Bishop said, becoming an owner. And I talk about ownership all the time, but I come from the mindset of an owner. And I, I, and I always, I'm so compassionate and empathetic of saying, how can I explain it in a way that they get it? Because you got to get it. You got to get it because if not, you're going to be left with crumbs in this country. You're going to be left with crumbs in this country. And there's some folk that might say, well, I'll go to another country. It ain't going to be enough money for you to go to another country. You won't have enough people for that. Inflation and the way that the dollar is going, when you think about it, people might say, oh, Bitcoin went down. I thought I saw it go all the way down to 31K and, and, and they're like, oh, it was 36 is going down. Hold on. Be careful. You need to think about that it takes 31,000, if that's the number, let me look, if that's the number, $31,000 for one. I want that to settle for some people. There are some lower coins. This is a whole nother currency that the banks now, it's at $30,578, It goes down. You better buy some if you can. Buy your portion of it, Robinhood.com. Buy your portion. Ethereum, $1,258. for one. Are we paying attention to what's happening to the dollars that we already don't have enough of? And the people who had money to invest in them said, no, we can transfer, we can move up. If things are changing, we can change. See, money, I'd love for you to share in the idea of we've got to get in the idea that we must become owners because if not, you're going to be owned. Oh, man. Man, oh, man. Good morning, Dr. Nicole. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Clubhouse. Uh, you know, I it's, it's so crazy that I listen to you. I got a I got a little book. I never told anybody this, but I got a book that's called and I journal in every time me and Nicola talk on the phone, the mentorship or whatever. I'm on power start today, whatever she's doing, I write the, the stuff in the post that she say down. All the time I journal it. I write it down. I say, Okay, she goes on the phone, we doing strategy. I'm writing stuff down while she's talking, I'm writing. Right? And when you think about you know, some of the, the, the gems that they all just gave this morning, even Daniki in the very beginning, Robert and, you know, uh, Pastor, you know, I'm like, it's crazy that I'm in the position that I'm in now because just two years ago, I didn't know anything about investing money and, you know, helping my money grow. You know, we know money called currency. All we got to be constantly moving. You know, these are things I just learned in a short period of time of two years. But entrepreneurship has always been in me even since I was 11 years old. It was a lady who used to sell candy in different neighborhoods where I grew up at. And one day, you know, she, she, I was walking down the street, we was playing in the street, and she said, hey, 
Y'all want to start selling candy? All my friends said, no, I'm good. Everybody's good. I'm the only one who raised my hands. Yes. What do I need to do? And so my mom allowed me to travel with her to different cities. Uh, where I lived and we would go to neighborhoods and sell candy. And I remember the first summer I started selling candy, I saved up about, I think, $1,200. And I knew, I said, man, my mama go to work every day, work two jobs, got five kids, and she always tired. I don't want to be tired like her when I grow up. And that was the first time that I started working for myself. Going on into college, you know, getting these jobs. I'm like Robert Jackson. Every job I ever had, I got fired from because you start talking to me crazy. Um, the minute you start talking to me crazy, I'm out, right? So I knew that I had to do my own work for my own purpose for myself. And that's when I found network marketing seven years ago. I didn't even know if I was going to be good at it. But the minute I got in, I started making money. Immediately, I understood the concept of hustling. And I understood the concept that people need everything. You just got to figure out what process that you want to go out there and feel that they need that you will be good at doing. It wasn't my dream, but I knew I could make some money to help my family. And so when we talk about the bottom line, I, I was just doing a Zoom call with my brothers and sisters last Sunday, and we did what is called a family combined network. And we figured out with all five of us, together with four of us being entrepreneurs and owning different things that our combined family net worth is over $11 million together. And my mom was home and everything that we paid off two years ago. So I think about stuff like that. I mean, you, this stuff that oh, Nicola yeah. is giving people every day for free. She should be charging all y'all $5,000 an hour. But I'm telling you now that it has changed my dynamic. It's changed my money. We got a thing in our company called the Infinity Bonus. Ever since I got my fourth infinity bonus check at the vice president level, which is a six-figure income earning position, I never spent them again. I always save those bonuses, put them into money markets, just, you know, open up a couple of Roth IRAs and different stuff like that. Now with my step IRA, you know, I'm, I'm understanding how to make this money grow, and I attribute all that to Dave, Dr. Nicholas Jackson. So even if you ain't on their team and you just own here, you better take Wow, so powerful! Like literally, I'm just hitting here and and saying that's so. I mean, I love to hear those kind of stories. You know, when a family can say, "Look at our combined net worth." We told you, Rob and I, we were at um, mom and dad house. And we're like, okay, when he when he we say mom and dad, or we say my mom, we, even the babies, they'd be like, okay, which mom or which dad? Because he's gonna say mom house when he's at mom house, my mother's house. I'm saying mom and dad when we're talking about his mom and dad. And we were talking about, you know, getting some land so that we can just put all of our houses on land and live. And I say, yeah, I love that because everybody could come to the house. And, and, and have Sunday dinner, come to the big house, have Sunday dinner. And our family, like, we with it. And dad, like, okay, I'm going to go look for, I'm going, I'm looking for the land. Dad, he on this whole project, <laughs> looking for the land. But do we know that this is, like, so common for wealthy families? I was talking to 
Uh, we picked up another another policy for the Infinite Bank. We just picked up another one. And by the way, if you start that Infinite Bank, and you know, it, within that year, I wanted people to know that you could actually uh, pick up several policies within the same year without getting new um, medical requirements met if, if needed. It depends. You know, we we'll be talking more about that in the future. But we start another one and. Um, this one definitely is an eight-figure one, but then they were like, hey, you put in, you can put in six figures, and do you know that in three years, that six figures triple in three years? Triple in three years. Obviously, the amount of money you can put into it is going to move faster, and I'm sitting here scratching my head. I said, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. This one is going to do that. But where did that come from? It's from what I'm sharing with you guys. It's because we started and we built the business. And then now what we did is we built that business and we kept putting money into the business to grow the business, whether it was through travel, whether it was feeding and, and, and creating environments for other people to grow. That was our events. That was even our home. That was, we put the money in the business. We put the money in the business. Your business is people. And then you turn around now and we now are able to go into overflow, just like what T-Money just described. You get to a place where your lifestyle, where you don't have to keep using the money you earn to live. Now you can use the money you earn to grow money. And that overflow allowed us to be able to make those large deposits to get those large returns. That's just one additional stream. That's just one. What I want you to know is that it came from, like Robert said, the sacrifices of when we started that business, we meant it. When we were building a business, we meant it. Because I knew that these days will come. Why? Because hard times are cycles. It's cyclical. A super hard time is inevitable in any economy. It's inevitable. So you have to know, well, okay, I need to become recession-proof. I need to become economic depression-proof. How do you do that? from what we just described. And then when you get the money and when things are down, that's where you can scoop up. That's where you get to scoop up. You gotta put the grind in with the grit. When I hear people say, I'm afraid and I'm saying, Oh, you're, they, they got us mixed up. We're not afraid for rejection. We should be afraid of not having enough in a free country. We need to be afraid of not having enough. We need to be afraid of not executing what we're learning. And you might say, well, I don't know what to do. Yes, you do. Just do more than you did yesterday. Start there. Do more today than you did yesterday. And then the next day you do more than you did the day before. Do you know that's exactly how compounding works? And now if you get in the habit of living a compounded life, you will start experiencing compound effects. Bishop and I were talking about this. I said, Bishop, 
That whole compounding is how we live. We think everything in compounding, in, in, in a compounding mindset. And guess what that would do? People would wonder, they say, well, how is it that when people hate on you, they're trying to do this? How can you? Because I know they're not part of my compounding effect. They're not even in the equation. They're not a part of the equation. They're not a part of the equation. We must get focused. Let's stop allowing our mental real estate to be just disseminated in anything and anywhere. If you're scrolling down social media, you need to stop for something that's going to help you have that compounding mindset. Anything else, it just needs to be irrelevant in this season. 2021, our new president is trying to get it together. But why should the president need to get it together for you when you are the head of your house? Why? Isn't he still the husband of Mrs. Biden? Don't he still have his own family to deal with too? We need to, if we all collectively take responsibility for our part, then now we can literally grow this economy. Entrepreneurship is where it's at. You got a business, you in business, you trying to start the business, you having challenges building the business, ask your question. Because I'm going to tell you something. We learned that experiential learning is how it sticks. I'm that one in those rooms that I'm going to ask the question so I can get clarity, so I can go and focus and commit to something. Some people leave these powerful rooms and still don't commit to what the action is going to be. I want you to ask your question. Ask your question. So my thing is, check your bottom line. What does it look like? Would anyone like their bottom line to increase? And let's talk about that. Maybe we repose the question. Who want to ask the question? I know you got butterflies in your stomach and all that, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Lord, the money ain't there. No, that's not what this is about. This is not what this is about. It's about just realizing that you need more. Dr. Nicola, if I may. Yes, um, Bishop. What you talked to our team about a couple of weeks ago was so very significant, and that is owning the fact that you are the offering. And and I believe that many people are not successful because they can't see themselves beyond their present condition, and they don't realize that most of the successful entrepreneurs, particularly in the 21st century, have become an answer to some problem. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that many of us think that we are the answer or we have the answer residing within us. You know, again, as I always refer to Joseph, he interpreted dreams, but the reality was he was an answer to Pharaoh's famine problem. And the only thing Joseph did was strategically show them how to put up enough corn so they can survive a famine. And I think many times we're looking again at other people and how they've done what they're doing and we're not owning our own path. And, and I want to say this finally to those who are awestruck with social media and it's a great platform, particularly for advertising and for just being social, particularly while we're distant. But let me say this, stop comparing your reality mm-hmm. to most folks' fiction. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times that picture is a few moments that they capture within their life and sometimes it's not even real. Mm-hmm. And we go and compare our reality to their fiction and we feel insignificant and insufficient. You are the offering. 
Mm-hmm. God has given you something unique that can literally change the world. And as T Money said, while you're dropping these nuggets, this is not entertainment. This is education. We need to be getting all we can, canning all we get, and applying it to our lives. And ultimately, we'll begin to see, once again, that we are the answer and we are the offering. We're exactly what somebody needs uh, to ultimately remedy their problem. Thanks for allowing me to share. Oh, Bishop, that's such a mouthful. I, I can tell you this. If, if I, you, 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 you hit the, the nail on the head on... And people start really buying into all of those pictures. You know what I mean? Like even right now, the picture that I have on on this particular um, profile, that's our backyard. We're on our deck. And let me tell you this. We got that deck because I served a lot of people. I didn't look for people to serve me. I served a lot of people. And if you were to think about who can I serve, who can I serve, who can I help do whatever it is they need to do, whatever it is you're, just keep it simple. Will your product or service help someone be healthier, help someone be happier, help someone um, have more money, help someone, what does it offer and who could you serve? that I already know what to do. I was a mentee. If you guys hear us all the time, you can't have a mentor without you being a mentee. You can't have a mentor without you being a mentee. Some people become mentees just so they can become the mentor. That's not what we did. We became mentees so we can serve. We became the mentors by default. I would say check the heart and the intention. I was an assistant. You guys heard? I was an assistant. How was I able to, one of my prior assistants at the bomb.com hairstylist in the audience, Charmel, who literally her business is about to like totally blow up. She laid out and said how we would do 20 people in a day. That was because I was first an assistant and I knew how to lay out 20 to 30 people for other stylist before I knew how to get through 20 people for myself. And then now her, she know how to do the same thing. If you're a great assistant, if you're a great mentee, you'll become a great leader or business person or mentor. But you got to do it with pure heart. The heart is what I see mess people up more than they hustle. The heart. I've seen it. I've seen it too, too many times that we, we don't talk about it. It's the heart. They're just not pure in heart, meaning pure intentions. Just be real. They call a hundred. I see people that be putting a hundred and they really zero when it comes to being real. Patricia, good morning. God bless you. I should have said that at least after you asked the question because you're like, okay, wait a minute. That's a, that's a, I don't know where that came from. Well, I do. It came from my heart. I mean it. What's the Good morning. Good morning, everybody. I want to first give it back to you. Thank you, Blog Talk. We love you. I want to give it back to my mentor. (laughs) 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.